everybody, and welcome back to episode actually eight of the BFIS podcast. Um, I am your host, Javira, and I am head of partnerships and community here at With You With Me. Just want to remind those listeners or people watching on our YouTube channel what this podcast is actually about. Remembering that the BFIS podcast is here to. I suppose, as as a platform and a medium to highlight the good news stories about the military veterans that we have helped um, through our program. But what we also want to do is highlight that veteran community feel. Um, And and by that, I mean, we want to showcase other organisations that are here to build that community for veterans. So... I'm actually really excited about the gentleman that's sitting on my left, yes, left, um, today because he brings to us, and what we'll discuss in a moment, is that community, an organisation that is out there to help um, the veteran community, um, yeah, just have an opportunity to sort of connect and understand that during service or when you're transitioned out of the service, there are things out there that you can engage with to support you on that journey. So, um, yeah, so I'd like to introduce um, to you Michael. Um, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My, um, thank you so much for agreeing. I kind of hit up Michael via LinkedIn. I was <laughs> like, hey, how are you going? Oh, yeah, it'd be really great to catch up. And uh, uh, yeah, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's <all right. laughs> Just like, you know, throw that in there <laughs> as like a roundabout way to kind of say you're coming on the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't kind of give you a choice. So thank That's you. Right. No, no problems at all. It'd be great. Uh, um, I'm very grateful for you being here. Um, it's um, those of you that don't know here and currently in Sydney, we're actually usually this is summer, right? I'm in a jacket right now. I probably need to take it off because it's a bit warm in here. But normally outside in Sydney, it is amazing. Like, you know, we're very fortunate to live in Australia. Um, we normally have blue skies, summer, the sun shining. It's not too hot. December, even though they say it's not usually, I think it's December's. December's usually really nice, but unfortunately at the moment um, we're experiencing some really terrible fires around here. Um, And I just want to take an opportunity, if we can, just to sort of um, thank our New South Wales um, Fire Service and Rural Fire Service that are actually out there battling um, day and night and not stopping for us to be able to be safe here in our homes and our community. So big, massive shout-out to our emergency service personnel um, yeah, you guys are doing an incredible job. Thank you to the families that are at home supporting them and waiting for their loved ones to come home. We are so grateful for you guys doing this during this difficult time. So just wanted to take an opportunity to kind of yeah, mention that as absolutely. well. But today is actually a little bit better than it was yesterday. We had a real big scorcher here. But, um, yeah, today's a little bit nicer. So... So, yeah, but Michael, coming over to you because you're way more important. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> um, Michael, if you're able to start by just sharing with everyone who you are um, yeah. and just a little bit of your background and where you're from, if that's yeah. okay. Absolutely. So um, my current role is uh, lucky enough to be the general manager of Veteran Sport Australia, so mm-hmm. a, a relatively new organisation which will... We'll come to uh, shortly, but um, my background, um, I spent a long time working in sport, uh, funnily enough. No, uh, and uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so early days, um, a, lot of, a lot of work, uh, particularly in, I was no good at, at any sport in particular. I played a lot of sports, but was no good. But I spent a lot of time coaching and okay. uh, really got into the coaching and uh, program administration. And then mm-hmm. uh, probably the most significant um, organisation I then uh, then worked for was the Australian Paralympic Committee and I 
worked with them for uh, you know the best part of eleven years. Wow. Um, from sort of the the mid ninety well the mid two thousands. Okay. Uh, not the nineties. The mid two okay. thousands. I'm not that old. Yes, you yet. are. No, well, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, I was there for I was there for um, a long period of time, but a really important period of time, I yeah. think, in the evolution of sport, sport mm. systems um, and what we're seeing here in Australia for people with disabilities. And, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was a, a great organisation to be part of, a great group of people to work sure. with. And, um, you know, but taught me a lot about the, the sports system. And it was through uh, my work with the Australian Paralympic Committee that I um, met the guys that were starting off down the process of bidding for the Invictus Games that oh, we were yes. fortunate to have here in, in Sydney last year. And um, they were looking at um, the adaptive sports space and, sure. and how they could, um, you know, draw on some information to help uh, in the delivery of the event. So it was very early days back in um, at the start of 2015 that we, sure. we first started speaking. And then that led to... Um, where I ended up next, which was working on the Invictus Games, um, sort of heading up the delivery team that sure. was ultimately responsible for all of the operations that went into the event. And wow. that was that was um, that was really um, a, a, a great way to um, get a lot of perspective around the veteran community, some of the issues and challenges that are faced sure. um, by particular people. Speak to those working around the world on uh, their own programs and systems. Yeah. Um, and and really a foundation for, for the role that I have today. Um, but interestingly, it was, um, you know, my first connection with defence um, started with Paralympic sport. You know, we um, spoke with the ADF about uh, creating a bit of a pathway between their rehab services unit in the ADF and Paralympic sport a long time ago, but... What was that? Was, Can I just ask for time frame like? Yeah, it, it was... Oh, I'm just trying to think now. You're testing oh, my sorry. memory. We're, we're, we're talking a, a long way, you know, probably 2010, 2011. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was quite a long time ago. And that was about um, the opportunity sure. um, to use sport through the rehabilitation process. And for those that had acquired particularly a physical disability, mm. um, the opportunity to connect into a system and a pathway that could then support them. And there were people amongst that group coming mm -hmm. out, of the, uh, out of the forces that um, were competitive. And we've seen, um, we've seen people connect with sport pathways and go on sure. um, from there. And, and I mean, the, the latest... Um, the latest one, which I think most people are aware of, is Curtis McGrath. Um, great story. Went to the Paralympic Games and mm -hmm. won a gold medal. Um, you know, he, he himself is a fantastic athlete and it was great to see that sort of connection through from service and, yeah. and into that sporting community. And, and that's really led to, to what we're doing here because, you know, his connection to sports helped him through a difficult period of time and sure. coming to terms with um, a newly acquired disability um, and... You know, Veteran Sport Australia coming out as really the key legacy program of the Invictus Games last okay. year. You know, to carry on that momentum yep. um, is is sort of where we where we, where we are now, and uh, working with a small team uh, here in Sydney, but but focused on a, a national effort to support veterans and their families. Okay, thank you. So maybe we jump right into, I suppose. So you mm. you mentioned briefly, I suppose, the journey of where Veteran um, Veteran Sport Australia originated from. Yeah. That it was like from the Invictus Games to carry on sort of that mission, really, of connection from service into sport, which mm. most people, I mean, look. Australians really love sport, Absolutely. right? Yeah, yep, yep. you know, um, and military, um, most people would know, but let's just say you didn't, right? For those mm. who are listening or watching us, they actually play sport 
in service, during yeah. service, and they're fiercely competitive, yeah. right? Oh, you know? ab- absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the connection between sport and service goes back over a century. Oh, 100%. And, and, yep. and you know, in fact, early day fitness policy in Australia was based around helping prepare Australians to go to battle. You know, oh, getting yes, a fitter, yep. fitter, 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 fit, healthier population. Sure. Um, and and it was all tied to service. And what we've seen is within the Australian Defence Force and across the defence base is mm-hmm. a really strong connection with sport and physical activity. In fact, some of you know the fittest, healthiest Australians are in. Um, the defence forces because they've got access to those facilities and those programs yeah, and those communities, and and it's a fantastic thing um, to see. So there's a real affinity with sport and recreation and those sorts of activities mm-hmm. for people that have served for for a vast majority of those that have served. And so I think there's a very strong connection. And to be able to use sport, which you know on the face of it is such a simple thing, but when you dig down to the values of what sport delivers, to be able to use sport to help people dealing with some of those challenges mm. that result of service, whether it's a physical disability, whether it's a mental health issue yeah. that they're, they're faced with, whether it's about re-assimilation, developing yes. a new community, yep. whether it's about, you know, moving beyond that, you know, that sport, that environment that they enjoyed in service into something in the civilian world. Yep. Sport can provide the vehicle for all of that. Yes. And, it's, and it's a great social connector um, at, its very, at its very heart. And so we've, we've seen, you know, we've been operating now for just over 12 months since the Invictus Games finished. Yep. And, you know, what we, what we talk about is that the Invictus Games was an amazing point in time that shone the spotlight on the issues, brought together a community in support. Yes. Um, you know, we had, some, we had some royals that came as well, which helped. But, I know, that was but, good. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it, but it, but it, was, it was a great event. Yeah. Um, but the challenge that existed leading into Invictus is still the challenge that we have today. The thing, sure. the thing that we have is that attention, that understanding, and now Veterans for Australia to carry that on and to support... Mm-hmm. other veterans and their families and their communities mm-hmm. um, to utilise sport um, yep. for their own health and wellbeing. Perfect. So um, thank you for that, Michael. What I might ask is what – so we understand, I suppose, the, the mission behind it and um, the intent of what it is, but maybe mm-hmm. if you can talk to, like, the, the nuts and bolts of what VSA does in terms of if I'm a military veteran, mm-hmm. I actually didn't know Veteran Sport Australia existed yep. – um, so maybe talk us through that journey on how, if I was a you know a, a user of that mm. experience, w- w- how do I join? What do I do? What can I get through the program? W- what is it all yeah. about essentially? A- absolutely, and, and it's a really important thing because as a new organisation, mm. spreading the word and talking about what we do is is, is a challenge, and for people sure. um, out there to understand what it is that we're, we're yeah. on about. Um, if, if I start with the really simple and then talk a bit about what we do, sure. Really simply, I think there's a couple of ways. If people can log on to our website, veteransport.org.au, Perfect. Um, there's a lot of information on that site about um, sort of the programs and some of the things that we've been doing. But the other medium that um, is quite helpful in terms of getting an understanding of not just what we do, but the opportunities that may exist for individuals that are out there is to get on Facebook. Okay, uh, great. Veteran Sport, we've got a, a really great Facebook presence, um, lots of information going up there on sure. a daily basis, which talks to all the opportunities and connections that we've we've made. So I think at a really basic level, they're the two ways to start. Then mm-hmm. if people are interested in finding out more, want to ask some questions, want to know what might be available to them or have a, in their mind something that they would like to do, sure. they can drop us an email or make a phone call. Um, the details are on our website. 
make, reach out, make that contact. It doesn't matter how simple the question might be. Oh, um, we've got a, a great, very small team, but a great team that mm. um, that will uh, will speak to you or respond to your emails and um, be able to work through some of those questions that you might have. Um, whether it's for you or for your family, um, mm -hmm. we, we're there to support. So the, in terms of what we do, we're really focused on two areas. The first one, which is um, perhaps more obvious, um, is that we're working very closely with the Australian Defence Force on the future Invictus Games okay. team. So they have a program that they created called the Adaptive Sport Program. Oh, yes, yes. And it's a program that brings together both former serving and current serving sure. into a program that uses sport um, mm -hmm. to improve their health and well-being. Great. And it's from that program that they pick um, teams like the Invictus Games team. Okay. So really interesting, there was, a, there was nearly 200 applicants for the program. So the applications normally open up around April, May for the following sort of financial year. Sure. And um, a lot of applications, lots of people apply, um, lots of different backgrounds and from right across the country. I think every state and territory is absolutely represented. Oh, in that's fantastic. That it is great. It's great. And it just shows the spread of the veteran population right yeah, across absolutely. the country. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And um, yeah. uh, so, we, so we work really closely with them and um, our work with them has been to um, support the former serving aspect of that program sure. because Defence's remit is, is the current serving. Um, our remit will be the, the former serving in that program. Okay, great. We bring it all together. But it, Invictus is one event of about 15 that we've, okay. we've got operating over the course of, of 12 months with the ADF. Um, they include the Warrior Games. We've got a, a winter sport camp happening in Canada with Soldier On. That's coming up in February, wow, and there's a whole lot of domestic um, camps and activities sure. that are happening. So, um, so we've just got involved with that since um, since the start of this year, and uh, you know, lots of really great things happening, and and um, you know, that's something that we're really looking forward to expanding um, in the future years because you know what we'd really like to see is that um, wherever you are across the country, that there's now that the program's grown so large, there's a real opportunity at a state level for people to come together as a community as well. And so to, to really use our the benefits of our federated structure in Australia, um, you've got your national teams and yeah, you've, got yeah. your, you've got really strong states. So to, so to bring that together and make sure that there are opportunities available for people that are interested in their state as well, linking in with the existing organisations that operate. So that that's a really key part of what we do and, and, and um, a carry-on from the Invictus um, program. Um, just the last little figure there on that is, you know, 190 people apply or close, close to 200. The Invictus Games team for The Hague, which is in May, and I hope everybody gets behind it and supports the Australian team, um, is it's only a team of 32. So we're wow. limited, limited to a team of 32. Out of the 190? Out of the 190. So wow. uh, unfortunately, Invictus can't be for everyone. And um, these events... Um, you know, really are, are, you know, they're trying to prioritise those that go around, those that will benefit most in their recovery and rehabilitation. It's a really difficult thing because, you know, it's not like everyone isn't mm. deserving of going. No, it's sure. just that there's a priority that needs to be made. So what we really encourage um, with that program is that um, Invictus Games and other events become just highlights but there's an ongoing program of activity that people engage with, oh, something that you fantastic. do on a regular basis that Great. you're part of because yep. that's really where um, a difference can be made. And so that's the that's a really important part of that program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, well, and then the other piece of our work, which is the sort of the newer part and um, where we're, where we're uh, hoping to grow over the next couple yeah. of years and scale up our, our ability to support people is 
You know, there's a huge amount of opportunity to engage in sport and recreation. Um, there's nearly 5,000 ex-service organisations in Australia that <laughs> all, all do, you know, meaningful work. Yes. A lot of them um, are engaged in some form of sport or recreational sure. service. But there's also 70,000 sport clubs in Australia, 97 recognised sports, and then all the independent providers like PCYC, YMCA, all of these groups. So so what we don't lack in Australia, and you Mm. mentioned it before, Australia's a sporting nation. Um, At one time we were called sports mad, but (laughs) we, we, we don't lack opportunity no but, but what we what we really are hoping to do is stitch it together and mm. so with the sporting system and and you know harping back to my Paralympic experience working with the sports system to open up those opportunities to encourage more veterans to get involved yes. to provide that support where it's needed uh, to encourage the families to be part of it are all really important things Great. and so we're working both at a national level right across the sports system working with um, ex-service organizations to sort of help stitch that fabric together oh, so that good. wherever you are across the country, um, you know, we're looking at, at opportunities that are available to you. And then we're pairing that with um, operations at a local level, which sure. really brings the community in together. And, and we work with everyone. And, and we've, you know, earlier this year, we, we started a pilot in the Newcastle and Hunter region of, of New South Wales, um, which has really tested this methodology and helped us shape it and also proven its, its, its success. And the work that we're doing up there on the ground is we're taking some of these national initiatives, national connections, implementing at a local level and bringing together the community. The ex-service organisations are absolutely part of it. The sporting community Mm. is part of it. Um, We're bringing in people from government, from, you know, the Lord Mayor, from local media, from whoever it might be to engage them in around and support these activities. And I think it's, it's it's, it's, it's like a community coming together and... That's really, I think, fundamental to the way we're operating in, yep. in, in, in the program space is to create these opportunities, open up, bring the organisations together. And then, you know, it's, it's highly likely that the, the linkages will continue beyond um, the, initial, uh, you know, the initial connections that we create. And that's what we're trying to achieve. So, so that part of our work, if we can do that, should mean that um, over the coming years, um, you know, we will be in most regions across Australia, that we will have a presence there that we can connect veterans with those opportunities that we're identifying and um, and provide that that, hand, that that sort of local support, you know, to be able to have a chat, to be able to work through the opportunities that are available yeah. and then to be able to connect with relevant organisations. And so I think that's that's a really important part of what mm-hmm. we're doing and, um, you know, connected to the to the work that we're doing around the Invictus Games program, I think is is really the offering that we have for the, the veteran community and their family, families. Oh, love it. So. That's fantastic. Thank mm. you. Um, and thank you, obviously, for that, because that's a really great understanding, because I met Michael, gosh, I think it was at this, more of the, closer to the start of the year. Yeah, um, yeah a few months ago. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember then when we first met, that's what you started talking about, that really yeah. connecting the dons and meshing it all together, because what I think we have um, is we actually have a really good community feel here in Australia where mm. we want to help our Australian military veterans and we want, um, but there's all these like silo organisations that are trying to do good, but we really need to bring it all together. So yeah. I think you know I commend you on the work that you're doing. I yeah. know it's going to take a long time, well, I th- but yeah, I think it, look, it's a challenge. I mean, um, there is a lot of great work you know, that's happening out there, and um, but often you know it, it's focused in certain geographical areas, correct? Um, uh, or you know, and that's limits some capacity. Yeah, and of course. There's all, all sorts of reasons why that exists, and. 
Now, what we hope to do is to just to bring all, all these opportunities. It's not that we're going to ask something that's delivered in one location to deliver it everywhere. No, no. But no. it's really about finding out all the opportunities that exist, helping better prepare those opportunities and those systems mm. and those networks mm -hmm. um, to support veterans, connecting all that up, and then there is a genuine offering mm. for everybody, hopefully, yeah. um, to get them engaged. And, and sport... There are so many different ways. You, you know, you can you can get in as a competitor. You can take part in the sport competitively, um, but you can also be a coach. You know, I was bad at sports. So I became a coach. You can be a <laughs> you can be a referee. We've got a fantastic program with the the National Rugby League. Yes, that with we've Steve. got yeah, yeah, yeah. with with, a, with about a, you know, in excess of one hundred and fifty veterans that That's are fantastic. engaged in that program. Fantastic, but it's refereeing. You know, yeah, as, a, yeah. as a stream. You know, lots of opportunities in the sports that we with the sports that we talk to. Um, around some of the club administration roles mm -hmm. and helping out with their local committees and mm. their boards. And the veteran community has such great skills that mm. could transfer easily into those environments, um, particularly around the volunteer nature of sport mm. and it's calling out for it. And so I, th I think there's a real... Um, mesh here um, of opportunity for veterans and their families to get involved. Yeah, no, I really love that. And what I love to sort of, if I can highlight there, what, some of the work that obviously that we're doing, obviously in mm. the tech space, is about um, not only the veteran, the military veteran receiving the services and the reskilling, but also their spouses as yeah. well. So we've obviously we've opened that up because I think it's really important what you touched on is that it's not just sport, right? And so for us, it's not it, like if I can use a comparison. For us, it's not just tech because there's supporting roles around those things. Yeah. So you, like you're saying, there's refereeing, there's uh, the logistical absolutely. side and stuff. So I think that actually brings in a really wonderful community sense for the family member and the family unit, you know? Yeah. Well, it does. I, I, you know, some of the um, programs that we've been operating, actually the, the greatest success has been with the family dynamic. If I... Use an example with BMX. So we we've worked with BMX Australia, sure. and you know some of their clubs have come on board. And and we had a day actually up in in Newcastle where um, the community came together around it, and we had forty five veteran families there. Oh, perfect! A hundred kids, oh, you know, as part of it, amazing. all jumping on bikes, and it was a terrific day. And and it was just the great thing is it, it is about the family as well. So this isn't just a program purely for veterans and veterans alone. Sure. This, actually, the family dynamic um, is something that we encourage. And, you know, we've got events coming up. We've got our, our sort of an, an archery program that's rolling out. We've got a big day happening in Perth early in the new year. Fantastic. On the 19th of January. I'll get the plug in there for it. But no, 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 we will. <laughs> and we'll put that out. Actually, we'll yeah. put just – I might pause there. We'll put all that information up on our website because yeah. we'll, we'll talk offline about what we're going to do and help spread the message, which I'll talk yeah. about in well, a Yeah, well, that'd moment. be fantastic. But yeah. we, we're um, speaking to a number of people um, in, in WA at the moment about, uh, about the day, including the RSL and other organisations. Nice. And what we're really encouraging is that it is a family day. You know, yes. the, the way that archery will be set up on that day yeah. by um, our, our friends at Archery Australia and, and mm. their state association is that there'll be the, the come and try all the different activities. There'll be people there from the clubs and sure. from the archery network that will be able to explain the sport, how you get involved, what it's like. Mm -hmm. There's little kids displays. So, that, um, you know, they've got little things that kids can come and practice archery. Yeah, oh, so that's kids cool. version of archery. For little kids as well, you know, there were sort of three, four-year-olds, I think, Aww. were getting involved last time. So, you know, there, there's there's real opportunity for it to be much broader. Um, and 
Um, that's what we really encourage is, is this is an inclusive thing. This is about everyone getting involved, not not just being about an individual. Yeah, and that's fantastic because um, I know from a – I know definitely from a transition perspective, um, from experience myself being a military spouse, but knowing with the work that I did with within the really rehabilitation yeah. program because obviously I was there um, involved in that um, – it is really, it's more successful for a military veteran to have a, an easier transition or a smoother, it's not easy, okay, mm. but, you know, a smoother transition if they have that engagement with their family and it's a journey that they're going on together because yeah. it actually involves all of them, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, it actually involves all of them because um, the military member themselves is actually going through a significant change, mm. significant change from their whole life um, sometimes they attach their identity to that service, you know, and then when they're transitioning out, if there's not programs in place like what you're talking about or yeah. that journey, next thing about reskilling or upskilling and things like that, and you're not inclusive of yeah. that family unit, it, it, it's it, the statistics show that it's not as easy mm. or it's not as successful or there's less stress yeah. involved in that unit. Uh, yeah, it's, that's right. And I think, you know, we're also seeing that, um, you know, looking at Perth, there's been real interest from the serving community as well. So, oh, good. So I think, um, you know, in the sports space uh, as well, you know, as well as people in, pre in preparing to transition out or even thinking about the long-term future. Absolutely. Is getting involved in some of these things. There's yeah. no, you know, we're, we're trying not to work across sort of jurisdictional lines on this. You know, people can get involved. And if you're serving, you can get involved in these programs. Yeah. You know, these are come and try days that are sort of the first intro to the sport. Sure. And then all the clubs and so on will be there if people want to keep going mm -hmm. and encourage them to, to, to go back again the following week or the other sort of program activities. But it, it is open to, to, to former serving, but also the current serving group and their families. And that's really that. important thing, if, if Michael, I can touch on that as mm. well, um, which aligns beautifully to obviously the program that we're doing as well is that it's for serving members as well because yeah. that's a community there in that's in service that exactly. it's it's a family yeah. it's a family unit they make those connections with those people because they have that um, lived experience of yeah. having those same sort of challenges yeah. of that service life so it's really important that if people want to stay involved and connected, serving and ex-serving, that they, they can have the opportunity to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, because obviously, from a family perspective, even though the military members are the ones that are in service, usually the family cohorts want to stay connected if that person's still choosing to stay in, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think um, having a medium like Veteran Sport Australia with these events and these programs in place that's open for all, it actually gives them that sense of they're still connected. Yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely, and I and I think it can help that connection. I, one of the things I look at with um, uh, with that transition process is that sort of common phrase around the door, sort of closing behind people. Yeah. And and, and what it symbolises to me is that sort of all those activities, all that that sort of holistic program of support, employment, mm. uh, education, sport, recreation, all those sorts of things that were enjoyed whilst in service are then things that need to be rediscovered upon leaving. Yes. And I know it's obviously you know a key a key focus for for you guys and yeah. with you with me and um, the work that you do and and I think it's just, when we look at it as 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 well it's you know what we'd like to see is actually people connect with us before they leave you know if I thought about the utopia is we would we would be connected with people 
before they leave service so mm. that, you know, even if it was just their local sporting club or the activities that they were involved mm. with were one of the things that could just continue almost seamlessly. Correct. May not be delivered quite yeah. the same because yeah, yeah, you're living yeah. in the civilian world, but there'd be almost a seamless connection between what yep. you were enjoying during mm. service mm. and what your family was enjoying while you were serving and then that would that would transition into, into light and you'd be able to do the same sorts of things and engage with a similar community yeah. even if you had to pack up and, and move to another location. And so that's... That's, I think, where we'd like to get to sure. um, because I think that would make a really positive um, difference in that process. It would be one less thing to be really worried about, one less thing to have to re reinvent um, almost and, and, and then a way of, of sort of connecting instantly with a, with a new community. So. Yeah, I, I love that because actually before we started recording on the program, um, Michael and I were actually having this similar discussion and some of the obviously the feedback is that there – it shouldn't have to be a complete change. And I think that's how we're sort of seeing it at the moment. Mm. And we're getting there. Yeah. You know, the Australian government, yep. Australian Defence Force is is seeing those things. And we were talking about Open Arms as well, who's a fantastic organisation yep. that, you know, we support and we refer to as well. Um, but they um, highlighted the fact of, you know, some people that experience that transition... Um, the effect on those things is if they don't have that stability. So why is it that um, if we've got these programs in place, like Veterans Sport Australia, and for us, we want to make those connections with people whilst they're still serving, because let's face it, there are going to be career soldiers or career people that stay in forever, and that's okay. Absolutely. You know, yeah. but there are going to be the ones that come a point where they just go, I think I've served enough, yep. you know, and I think I've had my time. And absolutely, the the... The ideal scenario um, would be this is something that is offered while he's in, so it's it, that stays the same. That doesn't have to change, you know. Um, and it, it it can then help with that whole tying the identity yeah. part to service. Well, let's just repurpose that identity and put it to you on what the things that you loved about that, mm. which can be offered on the outside. Yeah, yeah, I, and and I think you're right. I think a, a lot. A lot has been done. A lot has been progressed. Mm. Um, it, you know, there's been a lot in, in the Australian news lately um, that continues to um, raise some of the, the issues that exist within the community and, and, you know, ask basically posing the question of, of what more can be done and what more should we be doing. Yes. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's important. And I think it's, you know, it's organisations that are out there um, like yourselves that are and, you know, and like the work that we're doing that mm. is sort of starting to look at, okay, holistically, how do we support this, this whole process? You know, we all are in the service delivery game and, and how do we best position that so it's easy it's easy to get involved with it's something that is you know almost seamless in in terms of your your life situation mm. and i think um you know it's it sort of harping back to where we um so where veteran sport originated from is you know it's been really interesting you know the rsl um were the key drivers to to help get veteran sport australia up and running because i think obviously they had they they were looking at some of these things that needed to to be there and for the for today's veterans um mm. what are what are the services and what are the offerings that are there and employment is obviously a massive um part of transition and, and a really important thing for people but not and, the only thing but not the and and, and sport rates really highly Correct. as well and um you know we hear it time and time again and so mm. to be able to you know to be able to you know i guess the word contemporary gets thrown around a lot but to, to be to be able to offer these sorts of services, really, they are focused on sort of support throughout life. Yeah. You know, sort of from an environment where, you know, it was well-structured and well-supported 
to a civilian environment where you're sort of a bit on your own and, and making your own um, path. And, and to help bridge the two, I think, is, is a really important thing. And I think this is where organisations working together, um, as we've been speaking about and, and, yeah. and other organisations that are out there, is so important to make this as, as easy and straightforward as possible as it can be for veterans. No, I absolutely agree. Um, if I can ask now, because I'm mm. kind of looking at my list and we've kind of tied all the things yeah. together, but one of the things that I actually really want to be able to bring to the attention of everyone listening or watching, um, I want to talk about the new initiative that you are yeah. doing in terms of the esports. Yeah, esports. Yeah. Esports. Anyone out there with kids that are anything between about seven and 15 uh, would think that you're, yeah. <laughs> would probably know about a little bit about esports or just know it as computer games. So, um, look, esports is—it's uh, amazing, actually. These, this is an industry that's probably the, the fastest-growing industry in sport worldwide. It is huge, and um, to put it in a bit of perspective, there was an event, and I'm just, I can't remember the dates, um, but it was held in All Phones Arena. Uh, I think it was All Phones or uh, whatever it's called these days um, <laughs> in Sydney Olympic Park. Um, you know, one of the, the best stadiums that probably. You know, it can hold up to 20,000 people. Sure. And they held an eSports event there. So this is guys playing video games against each other. And they sold out the venue. And, you know, you look at, um, you know, traditional sport um, going into venues like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a very difficult task to sell out a venue. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and I think that's just a little insight into the movement. So mm. here in Australia, um, you know, we've been working with um, a group called AEL. And they're a, a great, uh, great group um, that are looking at esports, and they've got a variety of strategies underway around sure. universities and so on. And and it's been it's been quite the learning for me as well because esports, when you hear about it, and you go, oh, it's computer games, and it's kids in their bedrooms playing computer games, and you can't get them off the computer games yeah. for hours and hours and hours. But actually, esports in a, in a more structured environment like um, the one that they deliver is a great social connector. And in mm -hmm. fact is the complete reverse of what you think it would be. It brings people together um, into a community environment. It brings people together that may not otherwise, mm. you know, instantly move into or, or yes. feel um, that desire to move into a, a sort of a community environment or mm. a shared environment. Um, and it brings um, it brings people out of the, the basement playing computer games and, and yeah. into a... Um, into a, a more connected group. And so the way that they've been approaching it and, and what's been really interesting for us looking mm. at the veteran space is they've got a, a great synergy happening with um, RSL clubs. Yep. And they're using RSL clubs as a base to conduct um, esports from and to bring that local um, community together. And you've got all sorts of age demographics. It's not just for those 15 and below. You've got, um, you know, people in their 20s and 30s and, and upwards um, taking part. Um, all sorts of, you know, different types of people taking part. And yeah. so it's really, it's actually quite a welcoming environment for all. And so with the RSL clubs, I think they've got about 12 to 15 that have set up esports facilities um, in their club, and their goal is nationally to um, be set up in a hundred 
RSL clubs across the country, which um, we're hoping to help them achieve, um, which would be amazing because mm-hmm. it's it's such a new thing. And for the RSL clubs that have got in, in, involved and on board, um, it's been terrific for them. And, and the cost of doing it is really simple. It's, yeah. it's a really small amount. It's less than $10,000 gets you all the equipment set up. Sure. The guys at AEL, they help you get what you need and, and get it all set up properly and then start to connect with that community. It brings new communities into the club that they wouldn't otherwise attract. Yeah. It's a great thing of... of, of connecting people socially Mm. and the thing is people can go away and those that prefer um you know that maybe aren't ready to be in a really you know dense social environment with lots of people around you know they prefer a bit of a quiet environment um you know it's the kind of thing you can also take part in from home so yes you know it's a it's a world that is growing quickly and um it's not just simply kids playing computer games in their room anymore Mm. um it is definitely a sport Mm. definitely a community and um, you know, there was a kid um, not so long ago, um, you know, a couple of months back, won $3 million in prize money from eSports. And uh, <laughs> uh, he was uh, he was 18 years old, I think. Oh, so, God. So in terms of a career path, in terms, yeah. of, in terms of opportunity, I mean, I, I can't imagine what I would have done with uh, $3 million at the age of 18. But, um, wow. you know, there is money in the sport. And internationally, and particularly in the US, it is absolutely massive. Yeah. And it's a matter of time before some of these games start to come to uh, come to Australia. So mm-hmm. there's a variety of games. It's not sure. just sort of one, it's not just a shoot 'em up game. Yeah, or, yeah, of course. Of you course. know, there's lots of different games that people yep. can, can play. So, you know, it's a great sport and, and encourage people to try it, give it a go. Yes. If, they, if they do it already, reach out, get in contact with us and we can connect you into that system. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Michael. What I wanted to sort of touch on and highlight here, because I know maybe there might be some listeners that like, you know, come from old school. I'm a mother as well. And I know with my um, my kids, it's like that whole electronics are always on them, you know, it's going to turn their eyes square and blah, blah, blah. Look, uh, all I can say is that we are living in a techno technological advanced era okay yes people we want our kids go outside and building forts absolutely and we know that but what we also have to kind of embrace is that this is the way the world is turning and I think it's really important here to understand that this is an opportunity for them to actually make social connections that's the big thing right because we were talking about this before Um, from a veteran perspective how I see it which is why I kind of reached out to Michael um, to sort of come in and highlight this is that there are some veterans that when they transition have a really difficult transition, mm. okay? And they are, like you sort of um, mentioned or alluded to, that there are some that aren't ready to make those social connections out in a very dense environment because I've seen some of these things online. They are huge, mm. right? And they've got a huge following. So it actually provides an opportunity for something that most people um, really like to do and can kind of bring back a safe space to do that, whether they're logging on at home, because it's all online. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all online and it's sort of low cost in terms of, it's an internet connection. Mm. Yeah, you know, and you can log in and stuff like that. So it it just provides an opportunity for that. And look, what I want to highlight too, something that I know from a home squad's perspective that we're doing, this can be something that that veteran is doing with their child, that rather than yelling and screaming or asking what's wrong, they just play. They actually just play because children learn through play. Fundamentally, that is the language of learning for children, Mm. right? They they play. So actually having an opportunity where you have a veteran with their family member just playing, 
yeah. computer games if they don't want to go outside because they've got a physical injury. Yeah. You can do that, okay? And they can just do that as a connected community, right? And then they can challenge outside, you know, because as we know, most military members are super competitive, right? And especially inter-service, like Army versus Navy versus RAF, you know, they want to beat each other all the time. You know, and then from a, from a family-connected perspective, which is what I'm really loving about this program, is you can do it in teams. Mm. You can actually play in teams and compete against each other sort of in that team. Absolutely. You yeah. know, so, So all yeah. those opportunities. I, I think that's a great thing, you know. You can start off, if it, if it is a challenge, you can start off doing these things at home, playing with the kids. Um, and then when you're ready, step into some of these other environments. The, the club environments are great. I mean, there's, you know, you might turn up, there might be 20 people there or, or half a dozen or a dozen people there sure. in some of the smaller ones. And, and that's great. You know, yeah. it's a good little community. It's, it's, a, it's a start to step into a new world. And I think people will be surprised by how much they enjoy it. I, I think they, they develop great little communities. And, and this, you know, whether it's esports, whether it's archery, whether it's um, BMX, whatever, yeah. whatever the opportunity is, there are lots of different communities. There are lots of ways to get involved, and I think if you know, there can be there can be really great things gained from being part of these communities. Even even for people who go, look, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with me. I'm I'm completely fine. Mm. It's not even about that. No, it's simply about getting engaged and involved. Exactly. You know, you can you can utilize your skills. There's great opportunities for that. But being part of these communities mm. is a good thing to do. And so we, you know, we just encourage people to, to contact us. Get on the, the social medias. Reach out to us if they've got questions. Mm. Um, you know, when we've got some of these sort of open days that we do with sports to give people an initial taste, get involved in those. Just come along, even if it's for half an hour or an hour. Just have a look, see what it's like, yeah, see what this absolutely. is all about. Um, so all of those sorts of things. But just just making that first step to, to you know reach out, work out, um, you know, to get involved, to, to you know send us a note. So. Perfect. Thank you, Michael. Um, I've just got one more question because I think we sort of covered on how people can get involved, which yeah. you, you just touched on, which is I want to ask you, what's your favourite part about what you do? Oh, favourite part? Well, there's, there's a few, actually. I mean, I, I, I work with a really great team of people that um, are exceptionally passionate about um, doing their job and doing it well and doing it f and, and the people that it's for. I yeah. think... You know, that's one of the really important things that we do is that, you know, this is a sport and recreation is very simple, but mm. we've got an opportunity to help help people deal with circumstances, help make, you know, life a bit easier, help improve people's health. Sure. Um, and just help 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 people to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, we've got the opportunity to help develop a, a system of support, connect sport um, and connect organisations together. So we've got a great opportunity. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the passion of people. But the one, if I had to pick one thing, the, the thing that um, the thing that really sticks in my mind is those cases. And it's not just one because there's many of them. Sure. Those cases where you where you know you've made a direct difference, where you get a letter mm. from um, the wife of a veteran telling you, saying, "Look, I haven't told him I'm writing this, but it's changed his life." Or, you know, we have events where we have veterans that haven't left the house in yeah. months because of anxiety and depression. Sure. And to be able to make an impact directly in their lives and know mm. that through these programs, mm. something's been able to change for them. Absolutely. I think that for me is really the driving factor to this yeah. because that's, you know, that ultimately we, we want to help everybody. But if we can make a significant difference like that to people, then we're, we must be doing something right. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, 
Guys, that's all I have time for today. I want to thank um, Michael Hartung again, obviously the General Manager of Veteran Sport Australia, for coming on the show. That's right. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um, just sort of want to wrap up, guys, and just let you know that, just a reminder, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. This will obviously also be shared on um, Veteran Sport Australia channels yep. as well. Um, remembering that you can listen to us on, oh, my God, so many different listening devices, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I don't know, there are all these other ones. But anyway, um, really, we're only listening from the two. Um, yeah, um, if you guys have any feedback on what you would like to hear, who you want to have on the show and stuff like that, please get in touch with us. Um, one of the other things that I just wanted to mention um, with Veteran Sport Australia, they come to our events as well. So we highlight, obviously, the work. So if you can't get to any of their events that they're doing, but you know you, you come to the things that we're doing, you know, we usually have someone representing there or we have information if they can't make it on the day about that program. Ask us, you know, as well. And what I'm looking to do for next year as well is have a medium where um, Veteran Sport Australia will be on our website that you can click in and you'll get redirected to these guys as well. And we can sort of highlight the events that they're doing as well. So this is a fantastic organisation that, you know, one that I definitely believe in, which is why I reached out to you in the beginning. Um, I just think the work that you guys are doing is fundamentally important. Um, and like you said, it's those, I know about our jobs as, as well, it's those making those connections with people and you know you've impacted and changed their life. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know. We're fortunate to be able to do that. Very yeah. fortunate. So. Absolutely. So thank you. I'm very mm. grateful for you for no, coming. Thank you for all the support. No, no, my, my absolute pleasure. So thanks, everybody. Um, we... Kind of, it's nearly Christmas, so I kind of can say that. We wish you a Merry Christmas thing. I've been sort of waiting to sort of do that. We have some people in the office that we put up the Christmas tree in November. It was very embarrassing. I was like, no, dudes, no. That's no. very early. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm like, please. I love Christmas. I'm not a Grinch, okay? I'm one of those people that have my lights up and the thing and people that are around right. us don't. I'm like, Grinch. Grinch. <laughs> sort of thing. But, um, yeah, we just want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and safe one. Once again, big shout-out to the New South Wales um, Fire Service for the amazing work that you're doing. Um, please, if there's anyone that, yeah, can help support them, please do, um, yeah. I think also t yeah. Team Rubicon as well. I think um, special mention of those guys oh, who yes. are who are going in there after the um, the fireys and the SES have, have uh, moved on to the next yes. fire and, and helping to clean up and support those that have yes, been affected thank you. by the bushfires. So um, yeah. you know, it's great work that they're doing. Lots of veterans involved with Team Rubicon. Yeah. Doing no, fantastic work. Yeah, Team Rubicon is someone that we absolutely support as well. So please get behind yeah. those guys as well. Um, yeah, and just, you know, as a community, just whatever you can do, you know, don't have, we're not saying go and be a firefighter, but just clean up the backyards of spaces. Be conscious with the water levels that you're doing. You know, take part as what you do as a citizen here, um, especially in New South Wales at the mo um, moment. But anyway, um, thanks again. No problems. Um, and thanks for having us, guys, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>